This jammin' tune. That was back when the show was Podnuts Pro and we were cranking out out. Yeah, that was cutting edge dance music stuff back then. But now we are going to bring it to today. So, ladies and gentlemen, here we are. The IT Business Podcast 2023. Hello, friends. Uncle Marv here with another episode of the IT Business Podcast. This is the Wednesday live show, and it is a very special show. Although, as you can tell by the prep, I didn't make it that way in the production, but it is. This is show number 500. Many of you didn't think that I would make it this long. Heck, I didn't think I would make it this long, but here we are going strong in the middle of 2023, one week before PAX 8 Beyond, where I will be visiting my good friend Rob Ray, the godfather of the channel, and hanging out there. I believe we are almost complete. We have a string of interviews lined up there, and we're going to have a live radio row somewhere on the premises of the Gaylord there and uh, inter- interviewing several, obviously, PAX 8 folks and interviewing some of the vendors there and finding some of the MB- MSPs that will be attending the conference. So look forward to a good week there. As I mentioned right before the intro, I have a couple of people hanging out in the guest room. I'm going to go ahead and bring them out, and we'll get started with tonight's show because this is a tech show we should talk about tech and not make it all about the past. So first coming up, Don Sizer, my good friend from Third Element Consulting. Don, hey. how are you? Good. How are you? I am good. And I recognize that background. That is not your house. It is not. It is not. <laughs> but, you know, what better way to celebrate 500 episodes than to not be in my own house crazy background oh well good well thank you for coming out and um is that a very special sweater jacket is it cold up there or something it it's um it's not cold cold it's just that it gets chilly in the evening when the sun goes down still oh okay you wouldn't know anything about that being from Florida. <laughs> it never really gets cold there so. say, really the sun goes down or it gets cold come on yeah <laughs> don't be happens. silly Oh, my goodness gracious. I was just looking here, and the temperature here is still, oh, my goodness, 82 degrees with a real feel of 90. Jeez. No, it's more like um, 68 here at the moment, so it's just just that nice, like, it's beautiful, but it's slightly chilly. Okay. Well, actually, we may have somebody that is uh, possibly a little colder than you, and that oh, is... Wow. Uh, my friend from up north in Jersey, from Two River Computer, Tom Bull. Murder. <laughs> <laughs> and you do have a jacket on. <laughs> I do. I do. But because um, I have the air conditioning on, because you know about the, the fires in Canada, they're really creating uh, a lot of havoc around here. Yes. I mean, you can you can smell it. You can see it. I mean, up in New York, it's like it looks like if you looked out your window, it's like a... a an orange rectangle. Oh uh, here it's not so bad, but it's still, it's, um, it's noticeable. Wow. Well, hopefully things will clear up for you. And listen, that stuff better be gone by the time TechCon happens this fall. Yeah, it's going to be gone by Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's so, 
Well, guys, thank you for uh, coming out. And just to give somebody some anticipation or everybody some anticipation, I have one more guest, and it is a very special guest. This guy is, look, he, he may not show up, but if he does, <laughs> it will be quite interesting. <laughs> That's the way our channel is, isn't it? Well, now uh, I, I have to know, like, who is it? I, I, I don't want to jinx it. All right. So we'll just see if he shows up. He said he would, but I don't trust him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so all right. Oh, I know who it might be. Yeah, you probably would. Uh, I'm guessing. So, all right. Well, let's do this. Let's talk a little tech, and let's start with some news. Because I read a thing that was, even though it was posted anonymously on the Reddit, it talked all about the ConnectWise buyout. Have you guys heard much about that? I saw the post this morning, I you think did. it was. And I was like, ooh, that's that's a little ballsy post in that. But it wow. Is. I, I feel so in the dark. <laughs> yeah. So wait, let me let me let me make it darker. So yeah, I feel so in the dark. <laughs> um so what what happened? Who is it Kaseya? <laughs> Kaseya got mentioned. Dado? Of course. Dado? Who is it? No, Football. so ConnectWise, it has, yeah. listen, I'm going out on a limb, and everything I say is speculation and personal opinion. I have no facts. Okay. I have no sources, okay. except for what we read out in the internet. And if it's on the internet, it must, it be, must true. be true. <laughs> so the rumor has been around that ConnectWise is trying to follow the Kaseya model and, you know, be bought out by you know, bigger, better people. And somebody posted on Reddit yesterday that basically the deal is kind of stuck because apparently, uh, what is it? The ConnectWise people want something like $6 billion. And they've actually had offers somewhere around the $4 billion range, and that wasn't enough. And somebody else is, you know, possibly offering between four and five billion, but may well, have th thrown in the towel. Go ahead. I mean, how much are naming rights for the next arena? Because you know those don't come <laughs> cheap, right? <laughs> That's right. That's right. I think it depends on who wins the NBA finals because I think Kaseya was counting on the Heat to win. Yep. Yep. So maybe the uh, who's playing? Oh, the Denver Nuggets. I, I have no idea. Sports ball. Yay! Go sports ball. <laughs> You know what? They might still be. They uh, see game four is when is the game four or three tonight? I think games three is tonight. And if four, game four would be Friday. Friday. So if well, it's going to go back to Denver. So game five will be in Denver while while I'm at Pax Eight. Maybe I'll have to find a way to score some tickets. Hey, Rob, Rob Ray, get me a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but it's just interesting hearing all the rumors and stuff. And of well, course, you didn't say what you th who you thought it was that was buying them. Yeah. Well, so in the article, it actually the person mentions. So uh, Tama Bravo is who owns them now, and they're trying to sell. And then there's they mentioned KKR, Advent. C, D, and R. So those are the names. So it's just a bunch of, yeah. So it's just a bunch of. It's more venture capitalists. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And they said making things worse. Well, what they do is they talk about the fact that uh, they're stuck on the fact that the growth rate is not what they expect, where everybody's wanting growth rates 25 to 40%. Double digit. Yeah. Double digit. Connect wise is 10%, which the, the person that wrote the article says that's anemic. <laughs> according wow. to the way things have been. So in the EBITDA. Well, that's, a, that's a similar thing with, with Sentinel one. Yeah. Sentinel one's not seeing the growth and you're going to start seeing, I think with others, and then they're going to, all of a sudden they're going to be looking to be bought. Maybe. Well, it's interesting because the person talked about that. He talked about the EBITDA, which is, I guess, not high, but the worst part of it is that churn is happening where a lot of people are bailing. And you know, listen, I, I'm not going to say whether bailing is good or bad or right or wrong, but obviously Kaseya is going through that where people are jumping ship and connect wise. And anytime people feel that, you know, 
the mothership is getting a little too big, you know, they're going to try to stay home and, you know, deal with, you know, more green vendors. But listen, right now, everybody is trying to be bought, even emerging vendors. You know, the whole reason they're emerging is so they can get big enough to either make a ton of money or get bought. It's kind of interesting, especially that somebody actually threw out. I had no idea who was in the, you know, in the running or anything or what type of money we're talking about. And, you know, if you guys I, ever, I would have assumed it was some like a not not necessarily a competitor, but but you know somebody looking to get just get bigger. But but who yeah, who's big enough? Yeah, who's big point. enough to buy them inside the right. industry? Well, that's what I was thinking. Is when you were throwing the numbers out, I'm like, who's got that kind of cash? I, there's there's no reason for Kaseya to buy Connectwise, none at all. I don't think it I don't think it gets them anything unless they want the marketplace. No, yeah, the only way that that it would make sense for somebody in the channel to do it is if one of the distributors said, oh, you know, we want it all. Yeah. And one of the distributors picked it up. Yeah. So That's just, an interesting point. I just don't think anybody is big enough. So, and where does that leave, you know, the other players? Like Enable, I mean... That's that's who I'm using. So full disclosure, I'm still with Enable. <laughs> it's, everybody laughs, makes fun of me, but I'm, there's, I have some. They're still working for me, and you know, at some point, what's going to happen to them? <clears throat> Interesting. All right. So no other real thoughts on ConnectWise. Not much. I mean, there's not much to be said. They're looking to be bought, and it's just a matter of whether or not they're going to get the money they want for it to sell. Yeah. Any of you, either of you, see the movie Entrapment with uh, Sean Connery and Catherine Zeta Jones. Yes. You love that. Catherine Zeta Jones. <laughs> and he makes Sorry. that little phrase to her What can you do with eight billion that you can't do with four? <laughs> <laughs> four million more things. He <laughs> can go to the moon a couple of times, right? <laughs> oh, let's see. What other tech news is going on? So, two other MSPs got bought for a lot of money. No big news there. Uh, Apple wants to turn your iPhone into a pet tracking camera. Well, how about their uh, How about their their glasses? Their their VR. I they said their $3,500 $3, VR glasses. Is that the ones that where they said they don't work? Well, <laughs> let's, I mean, let's be honest. Let, they Eventually. will. Let's be honest. Like it, Apple. Apple doesn't. Besides the iPod, Apple has had no original development. They just perfect what's out there, and they do it very, very well. iPhone came from BlackBerry. I mean, you, you know, the MacBook came from every laptop ever. You know, so to, their development chops aren't what they used to be. So they're going to take a Halo glasses or whoever the the big player is, and they'll just make them better. Hey, if you can make money at it, why not, right? Yeah. Uh, Mr. Eric Anthony, thank you, sir. Wishing us a very happy 500th episode. Uh, Eric Anthony and I will be on together later this month and uh, his MSP show. Hey, and look who else is here. Oh, Lady Die. Ah, Giles. Oh, Henry wants to talk about the 365 outages this week. You know what's funny? I didn't hear about it from any of my clients. Are you serious? I did not. What <laughs> happened? Wow. I, I mean, so Kim, so Kim is my news aggregator. She'll like come into my office. Did you see this? I'm like, no. <laughs> and she, she said, yeah, there was a bunch of 365 outages yesterday. I, I didn't know what happened. So we had, we had email outages and it was, it was up and down. It wasn't bad. Um, we had, I think two or three clients say they, they had some issues. Um, I was sending some things back and forth to legal at one point and we had some issues with that. And it was just a matter of like, Sending files back and forth, trying to get links to work, that kind of stuff. And it just wasn't, it was not doing well. They were having a bad day. So Microsoft battles through two 365 yep. outages in one day. Yep. Well, we saw, we saw some, it seemed like we, you know, we were trying to pinpoint, try and find some common ground that some of it was the OWA um, or the Outlook Online. And then um, also the new, the new one they call that the modern modern outlook or people using windows 11 and even in our own uh domain in our own tenant we had one guy having trouble and everybody else was fine 
Hmm. And then, you know, a couple of people calling up, you know, after when the third, when you get like the third call, people complaining about the same thing. That's when you start hitting the internet and asking. So I put it up on MSP unplugged and Jason, first of all said, yeah, there's an outage. And I normally get that annoying little window uh, in outlook that says something's up. I didn't get that. So I didn't know what was going on. And he said, yeah, there's definitely trouble. Hmm. Very interesting. So I wonder if it was, if it was just certain regions or maybe certain providers, mostly the Northeast. Yeah. And they couldn't send. That was a big thing is the sending apparently. Okay. That was part of what we were hearing. I think some of the Midwest was experiencing it too, but it just kind of radiated. There was an ugly, ugly red dot pretty much where we were. (laughs) Where are you, Dawn? Uh, Pennsylvania. Okay. Next door. Right. Actually, you guys aren't too far apart in geographic stuff. So kind of diagonal. Is that right? Yeah. Where, Where are you, Dawn? Uh, South Central PA. South South Central. Okay, so you're 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 near Philly. Uh, no, I'm I actually middle of the state. Oh, middle of the state. Sorry, I'm uh, I'm Central Shore of New Jersey. So probably if you drew a straight line from where you are, you'd be north of me. I would guess. Oh, okay. I'm guessing. Guess away. Uh, there's a good question here. Uh, Eric asks, does anyone have cloud monitoring that alerted them to it? I don't know if there's really, unless you've got, what is that one SAS alert? There's very few that actually SAS will. SAS alerts? Is it? Cecilio? <laughs> there's that one too. <laughs> I don't know if SAS alerts is just 365 though, but I was I was trying to think there was somebody I had on the show two years ago. That, that was supposed to have monitoring for these types of things. And I just I don't remember who they were. I have the whole like tech degenerates and we knew about it like two seconds after it happened. Cause you know, you get that many people together and it's like, Hey, anybody else have this problem? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So here's a question. And this came up in another chat that I saw where people were complaining that do you guys always go to your peeps or your channels before going to tech support? Yes. Okay. If nothing else, it's the gut check of, did I screw something up? Because that could happen. (laughs) Is it somebody else's fault and somebody else is experiencing it too? Or is it regionalized and, you know, figuring out where some of your other friends are to see if it is just regional to you is really helpful sometimes too. Okay. Yeah, I've done that a lot when <clears throat> when you see like a cloud Cloudflare problem or Xfinity problem or Verizon problem. Is it regional? Okay. Cuz I to be honest, I I don't go anywhere. I just I go straight to support. I'm like, you know, something going on. But Well, then that's why I'll wait and ask you. <laughs> it's like you already you already went and checked. Why should I go check? Well, but <laughs> it makes sense that if there are cuz here's the thing. I I am not that on top of things when it's like, I'm not sitting at my desk all day, you know, checking alerts and looking for downdetector.com stuff. So I, like, like yesterday, I was trying to think where was I that I would have been, you know, not paying attention to 365, obviously somewhere where I wasn't sending mail or worried about receiving mail. And that very well could be because, you know, I would get on the phone and be working with a customer and I'm like, I don't deal with other stuff. I don't look at my phone while I'm doing that, but I know I was in the car a lot yesterday, so it could have been then too. But, uh, somebody, of course, you know, one of the groups, somebody asked a question and all of the answers had nothing to do with the question. It was more about why are you asking that here? And why? And it's like, come on, people help each other out. Haters going to hate. Yep. Uh, let's see. Microsoft stopped rolling out a planned update because of the outages. But didn't they, they, but they also released something that was a fix, right? Isn't that what happened? You know, I, I uh, turned away from that story. So it was Tuesday. So of course they did. As patch Tuesday. That was the reason for the outage, right? Another patch that was released too early. Probably. Oh, Airbnb scam. I did see that, was it the Sudanese um, was saying that they had hacked Microsoft? That was interesting. That was a good read. Like they, were trying to, they were trying to claim responsibility? 
Yeah, they were trying to claim responsibility for that. So that was, they said that was a good read if you hadn't read that one. Um, right here from Benzinga, Microsoft 365 product suite is down for over 15,000 users. Around 85% of the issues are related to Outlook. Close to 10% of the problems are related to the website and 5% to server connection. Well, that doesn't sound right. So Tim's asking, what what do uh, MSPs do when there's an email outage? And, well, we stop emailing. <laughs> so, I yeah, guess the I, question is, what what clarify that one for us, because I'm not sure what you're asking. So I would take it as how do you let your customers know? How do you communicate? Social. Which... I don't, do you communicate with your customers by social? I don't. I can, well, that's how I got a lot of my, that's how I got a lot of my customers. So a lot of them are just there watching anyway. So oh, they yeah, might mine, know, they might don't. know before you then. Yeah, that could happen. So RMM push is a good one. Yeah. Just an easy way to throw something out and we can actually throw something. We have an icon on the desktop too, that we can use and we just push it out to the icon. So it has a message in it, that kind of thing. So what do you use Stone? Uh, Ninja. Okay. I use Synchro and I'm still learning it. Uh, I came from Enable and Repair Shopper. Um, so I don't know if I could push an alert out to everybody. I would think yeah. I could push some kind of pop-up. Yeah, I have the ability to do that. Um, HubSpot, we can do a, a whole bunch of different things because Halo is linked um, directly into HubSpot for us. So I can push out to my entire client base if I need to. So it shows up as a message on the desktop? From our, the RMM, yeah. Okay. I thought when you said RMM push, like I thought that was the product name. No. <laughs> no, but there there are some other things. And I want to think it's like um, help desk buttons or something like that that I've heard that somebody uses. There's a couple other little oddities that uh, that people have that have the ability to do that and some other little cool things. Uh, Tim is saying that Synchro has agent notifications. Well, thank you, well, Tim. Sadly, I did demo Synchro, but wasn't able to pull the trigger on it. I, uh, I'm, I'm. We're five months in, six months in. Uh, it was a good choice. Yep. It's it's not perfect, but it's it's it was a good move for us. Anything you I want? I became more. I became more efficient. I didn't save any money. Okay. Well, by then you should have saved money. If you're more efficient, sure. you save time. Sure. Time yeah. equals money, right? Sure. Okay. Uh, Tim just uh, mentioned the help desk buttons as well. Tier two. I say, I thought I thought they had something like that. Now, well, remember, I am more of a boutique slash artisan shop, so we have the ability to call our clients <laughs> within a you know small period of time. I it's just, funny. We incur- I encourage the customers to call us because I, I tell them I'm like it. It puts a sense of urgency on. Your problem and urgency is one of our four things that we want to. We want you to know that we think your problem is important. So don't email us that your email's down, right? <laughs> don't email us that your internet's down. Call us. Yeah. I, I like the calling better. I always tell them to call us too, and I just tell them, look, mm-hmm. calling's going to get you faster service. Usually, mm-hmm. Kim will answer. I will answer because uh, email. You know, if I'm on a remote call, it may take some time. And my texts that I have, everybody thinks that my texts work you know, sitting at home or at the office. No, they're out doing stuff too. So I let, I tell them to call now trying to think how much, I think I can tell most of this story. So we have a couple of clients and one in particular, they are now, they're now our third biggest client. And this was a client who didn't think they'd spend any money with us 15 years ago. And now they are probably our most diligent client when it comes to listening to what we suggest or say, if we recommend it, they're like, do it. And it's, it's pretty ridiculous. There are about 38 users. No, yeah, 38 users. And uh, we just got them. I don't know. They're probably at the three grand mark for monthly managed services. Nice. Uh, nice. Just up, just uh, upgraded them to true grid remote support. So they're taken care of there. And we're going to be rolling out some cybersecurity uh, agent training and user training. I mean, it's going to be pretty nice. But every time the office manager calls us, she apologizes. And I, 
And I have to say, stop apologizing. That's why you're paying us yeah. <laughs> is to be, is to be able to make that call. The office manager is a mother or a father because I don't want to bother you. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. They're the ones too. They'll, they had a, what was it? Uh, was it this morning or yesterday morning? <laughs> so they, they moved a monitor. One of the, so they, they have uh they have a file room where they've actually stuck three people in. They're more like file clerks, you know, part-time filers and helpers and stuff. So we stuck three of them in a room and they're kind of tight. And one was, she said she was moving a monitor to show another user or something. And they lost access to the shared drive. And I was like, I don't think that's it. That's not how it so- works. <laughs> But they called in and I got on remotely and basically if she'd have just logged out and logged back in, it was it. But that's that client. And while I was on with her, I heard they had a new person starting and they were talking about doing something and they wanted to move something. And I could hear in the background, don't move it. Marvin will know. (laughs) (laughs) He's got eyes and ears everywhere. Because they always get, because I've got Domo set up there and you know, okay. I've got all their stuff on, you know, if a machine goes down, you know, a key machine, I get an alert and I'll call them and say, what you doing? <laughs> oh my God. I love it. That's great. So now they're scared. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah. They're funny. That's always great. Uh, I don't know. So the chat's having a whole conversation. I don't know where this came up with, uh. So they were just talking about having lists of people to call and things like that. And then oh, Henry had posted about the um, the CISA recommendation about the People's Republic of China and their state-sponsored cyber action living off the land thing. Yep. So there's the advisory for that. Okay. The whole summary is in that article, which is pretty fantastic. And thank you for posting that, Henry. Um, that's, a, that's a pretty big one. And I mean, it's it's literally using some of the tools against you that people would normally have access to. So running zero trust at that point would definitely probably have stopped that sort of thing. But you know, yeah. what do I know? Tim wrote, we wrote a who to call checklist. Yeah. So, isn't that, isn't this part of your disaster? Like if something bad happens, you're in, you're a, not, not breach. It's an incident, your incident response that you've got a printed list of your clients and their phone numbers. Yeah, for us, we do. And we have a primary and a secondary contact at all our clients. If something happens, that's who we call. They're responsible for, you know, contacting their staff. Um, I think in one situation I've got where we will actually contact their branch offices on the other side of the state, because we've got a situation where one office might be down, but the other two are working just fine. So we'll call them and let them know because they actually have a VPN back and forth. So they may, you know, the East Coast may lose may lose access to the West Coast documents because they're not synced yet. That's going to happen soon. And uh, Tim wrote also having a hard copy of your client contracts yep. with who to Contact. call list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have all of that. Sweet. So. Are you going to talk about your 500 episodes or are we just going to talk text? All 500? No. <laughs> <laughs> Do the quick summary. How long would that take? One second of every show. Of every show. <laughs> In the beginning, there was Steve Cherubino. <laughs> so so when, I, when I do a little quick math, um, since you, you came on at, at uh, show 81, you've been doing it. At, if you did one a week, you that's doing eight your years. research. That's eight years. Yeah, but I don't. I didn't do one a week. So how long has it been then? That's what. That's what it's. I was uh, this is coming up on year seven. Okay, that's yeah. amazing. Thank you, thank you for keeping this going. <laughs> it's. It would be easy to stop. It would be easy to stop if you like. You couldn't get a guest, or people are being jerks, or there's nothing to talk about. But you always manage to keep it going. And you know, uh, on behalf of myself, I'm not going to speak for anybody else. I'm really grateful for you. Mark. Well, I appreciate that. So obviously I have been through times where I'm like, eh, do I really need to keep doing this? There's so many other podcasts out there. All the vendors are now doing, you know, video calls and chats and, you know, we're all kind of now sharing the same information. <laughs> so, Time to reinvent yourself. So 
We'll figure you it were out. A, you were you were you were a, a trailblazer. Yeah. You know, but the original core, you know, you and Mike and Matt and you know, you guys were you guys were kind of blazing the trail. So what's what's next for Mark? Well, you know, I thought, you know, doing this live gig at conferences was going to be the bang, but now everybody's stealing that too. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it's easier for vendors because, you know, they have money to pay for stuff like sure. that and they send their people there. I, um, I can't go to every conference, by the way. So, you know, I had limited myself to four a year, one a quarter, and it's... You want to talk to Giles about that. I want to see what her budget is. That lady's all over the place. Okay, well, but Giles has, you know, deeper pockets than we do. Yeah, she must. She must. She's, she's like at a show a month. <laughs> she's, she's, she's married to a doctor. <laughs> well, and he says he's married to an MSP owner. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. So Giles and I have had chats and, you know, she gets to pick her clientele. Me too. If they'll pay me, they're mine. <laughs> I get to pick. <laughs> uh, what is this? China is doing a state-sponsored MSP pen test? No, that's what they are. They're just a state-sponsored oh, state organization. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. So in terms of what you were saying, so blazing a trail. So, yeah, I mean, I, it, listen, you have to figure out ways to be, you know, either fresh or have a core of good listeners. And, you know, you know, Mike Smith's probably he's got an army of listeners behind him. He's been doing his since, I don't know, 2010 or eight or whatever. I mean, so he's, he's got a core, all of the people that, that are out there doing uh, some of the stuff and, you know, I'm kind of just here, you know, steady, like the, like the tortoise and the hare, you know? Yeah. But as long as you enjoy it, that's the important part. Yeah. I enjoy it most nights. He loves the headset and the microphone. Come on, man. You're uh, still a DJ from high school. <laughs> just you're just doing doing it different. Yeah, spinning tunes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know how many times I listened to that when I walked across Spain? When I walked 500 miles across Spain? That's, uh, how many? that's what I was listening to. Really? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> well, you didn't listen to this because this is the karaoke version. No, I would not have. Well, I wouldn't have sung it either. So, yeah. yeah. If I had planned for this, I would have had a whole music, lyrical thing done, a choir. But I don't. So, Mr. Matt Rainey is in the chat. Yeah. So, Matt Rainey is the so I guess this will qualify as him showing up this was the special oh now look <laughs> now that I say it there he is on the screen the originator of the Podnuts Pro himself Matt Rainey with hair hello. yeah I need a haircut hello <laughs> how, how are you doing, doing sir uh you know same as always. Yeah. Oh, my daughter just left. She was visiting. So I'm late. She was visiting. Yep. She needs laundry. Surprise visit. Laundry done or something? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> not today. Just, just purely visiting. Ah. Uh, hey, aren't you supposed to be on the road about now? You were supposed to be down here this month, right? Uh, two weeks. Two weeks. Okay. I will be in Tampa, I think, the same day you're going to be there. For the ASCII event? I'm not going for the ASCII event, but I'll be in Tampa. You're going to Orlando, and then you were supposed to come here and then go to Key West, but you guys got afraid of the red tide. That's right. So I'll be in Tampa on the 20th? The night of the 20th? The 20th, I think. Okay. Are you going to be there then? I, well, so ASCII is the 21st and 22nd. I haven't decided if I'm driving over the 20th or not yet. So obviously you're trying to convince me to well, do that, aren't you? Well, I thought I heard that you said that on a show. <laughs> so I'm, I, I have to bring – we have to leave Orlando to go to Tampa to bring the girls to a concert that they conned me on bringing them to. And that concert is the 
20th in the evening. Is that a Swifty thing? No, we already did Swift. And this is like the fourth concert in three months or four months that they conned me into taking them to. They didn't con you. They just asked you. They just asked (laughs) if it's your fourth one, Matt. So we had to go to Austin for a concert. We had to go to New Orleans for a concert. We had to go to Mm. Dallas for a concert. Terrible. Yeah, we had to. Well, I don't go to concerts. So after Taylor Swift in Dallas, I said, that's it. That's the last concert I'm bringing you to. But then we're going to be in Orlando. And they said, oh, the concert is going to be in Tampa, only an hour away. We have to go. (laughs) I'm like, fine. (laughs) We'll go. I mean, you'll go. I'm their chauffeur. You're a good dad. All right, so you'll drop them off and we'll have dinner. Yeah, Kim will be there. I mean, I'm not sure. I'm sure your Kim won't be there, but no, she won't be. There. I'm dropping the girls off. The daughters, not the wife. All right. So, Tom, you asked a question about you know we're going to talk about the 500 shows. Yeah. Well, we can ask Matt about those original shows. Um, because I now I asked you back on our 300 celebration. You know, what was it that prompted you to start the show and everything? But Let's let's go back and ask this. When you started that show, first of all, did you ever think you'd be handing it off to somebody? No. <laughs> I said, I'm doing this show forever. Ah. This is going to be how it is. But life happens. Things happen. Yeah. I mean, there's always stuff to talk about. I, I never had an issue with worrying about content. It's just the time yeah. to... What what were you talking about? What was the what was the thing? It's on- it started off with just basic stuff, like something a tech should know. I started. I think I started with how to build a server. Okay. Um, basic networking you concepts. Start- Active Directory DNS. I, yeah, <laughs> I went over all that basic stuff because a lot of times I had found other shows weren't really explaining that stuff at a lower level. They would just assume you knew it. Or a very high high level thing. Not this is how you set up DNS on a server. This is how you build a server specifically. This is how you should how you create your RAID arrays. Just almost like they've never done it before. Especially from the mindset of someone who was coming from home user support to business support. They were used to doing things the home user way. And if you're going to support businesses, I've, I've seen a lot of home users trying to support businesses and they try and carry over what they do at home to a business. This was addressing how they should do it instead. Yep. Yep. I, uh, I, I have all the recordings. So if we've always thought about, Hey, let's put together an archive where people can go back and listen. And uh, oh, I have no recordings. <laughs> I got them all. Funny. I, I can't even hear somebody say the word raid without going back to something forever and a day ago, we were talking with somebody that was interviewing for a job at one point and was like, Hey, do you have any other questions? And they're like, they were super nerdy and super into it. And they're like, so like, what's your favorite kind of raid? And I'm like, I don't know that I have one. (laughs) Like, Who asks that question? (laughs) Favorite raid. Did you, did you reverse the question and ask them what theirs was? I didn't want to know. I just <laughs> see. I would answer that the same way I answer. What's your favorite color? I say, I say color of what? A car, a shirt, a house. <laughs> the raid array. My favorite raid array is depending on what data is going to be on the raid array. Because not one raid arrays. But they didn't situations. really ask that. They really oh. just like. They wanted to create conversation. They're like, mm. so like, what's your favorite kind of raid? I'm like. Black flag? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness gracious! So on that note, gents, I gotta run. Puppy's starting to wake up, so I gotta go. All right. Play dog mom. Don, thanks for hanging out. We'll chat soon. Yeah. Hey, see yeah, you guys. Don. Congratulations on the 500th episode. That's amazing. So yay! Thank you. All right. See you guys. So I have a question. Yeah. Marvelous. Uh, and for Matt too. I mean. What uh, what do you think your largest audience, your largest live audience was over 500 shows? It's easy for me because we didn't do live shows. So <laughs> it was a zero. It might have been audience of me and Lalo or, you know, me, Lalo and Steve. How, so how long? So how long before it started going live? So I was the one that brought it live. OK. And I 
officially brought it live with the IT Business Podcast. Actually, right before that, uh, we had started live uh, in actually, you know what? So this is going to sound horrible. 2019. Not that long ago. Yeah, not that long ago. I had toyed with some stuff in 2018, but 2019, when it was officially live, and I I said that I wouldn't talk about this, but my largest live audience was probably related around the Elizabeth situation. Oh, sure. I remember that. Yeah. (laughs) I remember. So You were mad? Oh, my God. You were so mad? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was the biggest audience. Now, outside of that, um, probably some of the net ally stuff when we were doing, you know, an actual demo. So that's what prompted people to say, you should do more of those. I said, well, if sponsors would give me product, I would. What about, um, what about like a, the largest number of views of any given show? The do you Elizabeth. have a number? This is it right here. <laughs> this is it, baby. This is as good as it gets. As good as it gets. Um, no, so the views have been, it's odd because here's the problem. I stream to the three platforms right. all at the same time. Right. And the numbers aren't exact because I have found that there are times where people will watch and then go back. So there's two different oh, numbers. There's okay. two different numbers. There's, you know, they, they actually count minutes watched versus views. And then they have unique views. Oh, mercy. So okay. it gets a little tricky. So I think, yeah. you know, in terms of the, the actual viewers that have watched the video, the unique views amongst all three is probably averages around 150 to 200 somewhere in that's that. That's great. That's awesome. So that's good between the three platforms. That's wonderful. And then the audio, um, I, I was looking on Apple just the other day because I have a might have a sponsor, but you know they, they're like, "What are the numbers?" I'm like, "I don't know." <laughs> um, but the audio downloads um, s- since the rebranding from Podnuts Pro to IT Business Podcast, we are in the four to five hundred audio downloads per show. That's amazing. So I wish that I had Steve Cherubino told me before when I was doing the show with Lalo what our download numbers were. And I was surprised. I, at the time, he said it was the most downloaded show on Podnuts Network. And I want to say it was a couple of thousand per episode. That may wow. have been. So at the time, wow. so at the time, so in 2018, when actually 2017, before we started, um, before you handed me the show, <laughs> I should say. So you're right. We were averaging about 2,000 downloads from the from the the Podnuts site. The only downside is that I think there were some bleeding across of numbers. But the most downloaded show was actually Android App Addicts. Okay. And then more Androids. I think the downloads also may have been skewed because we were only on that platform. If you wanted to watch it or consume it, you had to go download the podcast. You're on multiple. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So the downloads, but the downloads were from that site. So they were all, I believe the numbers were legit, but uh, the problem is, is each show did not have its own separate RSS feed at, in the beginning. Because if you remember, Podnuts was all Podnuts, and then Steve started breaking them out, and Steve McLaughlin, the door-to-door geek, uh, he did start giving shows their own RSS feed, but you could actually download all of the shows on one feed on certain apps. So it was it was kind of weird. I don't... You know, I don't know how accurate the numbers were. When I started doing changes and started... Uh, when I took over the production and everything myself and redid it, those numbers only averaged between 800 and a thousand. So I took those as the real numbers. Although I'm going to stick with 2000 in my head. Yeah. You, you just, you, you stay with the 2000. <laughs> That's all I heard. That's all I heard was 2000. What are you allowed to but, say? Why did you leave Podnuts? Sure. Why'd you leave Podnuts? 
So I wanted to do something different. I did not want to be tied to a network. I wanted the ability to, you know, if I wanted to go off in a different direction, I just wanted to be able to do it and not have to, you know, check in with door to make sure it was okay. Now I will say that part of that again goes to the Elizabeth situation because she, you know, she threatened to sue mm-hmm. Podnuts right. if if I aired that stuff. And okay. you know, at the time, everybody was like, "Oh, we can't be sued. Don't say anything." I'm like, "Bitch ain't gonna sue me, right?" <laughs> so she might. She could try. Yeah, but she was gonna lose that battle. Yeah. So that was part of it. But most of it was there were things that I wanted to do and doors are like, well, you can do it here. Just let us do this. And I'm like, okay, I don't want to have to, I just want to be able to do it. You know, like here, like I record, I edit, I post, I don't have to was wait. That a good, so a good decision then? I think so. Yeah. I mean, it allows me to, you know, broaden uh, the horizon of the show. I can go off in all these different ventures. I do the live shows. I go out to the conferences now. I think the bigger thing was I wanted to have a name that I did not have to explain. So back in the day, everybody in the Podnuts community understood Podnuts sure. and didn't care. But as I get you know new listeners, and you know I would say, hey, you know, listen to Podnuts Pro. Then what's that? Mm-hmm. Well, Podnuts is the thing, and we're like, well, why Podnuts? Well, it's a podcast, but it's nuts, and, and you know it's. It was a whole thing. When I say IT business podcast, they at least have some idea. Okay. So that was another reason why I wanted to, to change the name. But I figured if I'm going to change the name, I'm going to make the break, go out on my own. All right. And so I, I don't want to keep acting like the interviewer here, but right I'm ahead. just very curious. I have a lot of questions. So um, the whole Elizabeth thing. Yeah. So what's the current state of that situation? Is she alive and well, or is she under a rock or What's what's up? So officially, I don't know. Okay. And for the most part, I don't care. Yeah. As long as she oh, doesn't a, show yeah, up and start trying to do anything again, um, or you know somebody starts, you know, spreading gossip or false information. Uh, last I heard, and this is this is all official stuff that I can share. That the last I heard, she is still in Denver. She actually did become a nurse, which we all thought was a lie. Um, but we don't know what is she, what she is doing, like personally, like you know whether she's still married with her husband. Um, I have not heard or seen her doing anything in the in the MSP community. Okay, well, but that's other, good. There's 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 plenty of there's plenty of other charlatans that are out there. Yeah. So. And for the Let's listeners and for listeners who are either watching or listening and, and don't understand, I'll, I'll do this as a summary. Elizabeth was somebody who showed up and did some podcasts on my show and signed up other MSPs and other IT professionals. She claimed to be a marketing guru and for a monthly fee would help you market and do social uh, marketing help you with uh, leads, calling. She claimed to have a staff of 15 telemarketers. And she was, you know, claiming to be, you know, the marketing genius. And we, like others, fell into it and like, okay, everybody said she was great. We did not do a thorough background check. And basically after about four months, people started realizing she wasn't doing anything. And as we dug deeper and deeper, realized that she had been doing this since about 2015 or 2016, and she would churn her people where she would, you know, claim to be this marketing person, do their stuff. And after three, four, six months, people realize, hey, you're not doing anything. And when they would start to say something, she would, you know, fire them as clients. And if they tried to say anything about her, she would threaten to you know, make comments about them, embarrass them as an MSP um, because she was a female and most of us are men. She would then start to throw out some sexual wow. ac- accusations. And Wonderful. of course people would, wouldn't want to talk about that. And basically I, as, as the podcaster that had her on the show 
felt it was my responsibility to help the people stand up against her. And, you know, I would take the brunt for everybody because she wasn't going to, you know, come at me without a fight. You know, if she was going to accuse me of something, I'm like, let's go. So that's the short story. Basically, she got out of the industry and we've all been happier since. I think, and this is my opinion, she should be in jail. I think she stole that much money from people. It's it's fraud. Yeah. But nobody yeah. nobody wanted to say that. And everybody was, you can't say though, you can't say I'm like, I'm saying it. <clears throat> you know what? So. People are embarrassed though. Like, you know, they if they spent the money and they got hoodwinked, they don't want to say, you know, admit that they got hoodwinked. You yeah. Know? So that was that. So um Matt, so I tell think us I, a happy tell us a happy story. A happy story about the podcast? Sure. I mean, what's it like a really good outcome? Well, I mean, the biggest thing is, let's just say this, like next week I'm going to PAX 8 as a member of the media. So they've, you know, gave me a complimentary ticket to the conference. I still have to pay my way out there and stuff. So it's, it's not free. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I get to go out there and interview people there as part of the, uh, part of the podcast. It gives me content. It gets me out to these conferences and I get access to people that I wouldn't have had access to before, which I think has been one of the good things about the podcast uh, is that we've kind of bridged the gap between vendors and IT professionals. Um, the other thing that obviously the sponsorships, NetAlly, has uh, you know provided me with tools for pimping them, is you know, short of a better phrase. Um, and it I keeps think that's perfect. Yeah, and I think it has helped, and I think. I think the other side of it that probably somebody like Paco LeBron could speak to is that it has given us the ability to have a community and a community where we, you know, kind of run things. We don't let somebody else run it for us. We don't, you know, we like the vendors, but we don't want the vendors always telling us what to do just because it's their product. We're paying them. We are the customer. Hey, we, we want some say in this. Uh, we are able to have these venues where we can share stories, help each other out. Uh, I can probably say, I mean, too bad Dawn is gone because her and I have had this conversation many times where the ability to meet other business owners that are having the same struggles you where you are along the same path and you can share and help each other out and bounce ideas off of each other is is priceless. And even though there's a ton of these conferences out there, you don't get that opportunity a lot of times at those conferences. So we've been able to do that. You know, Paco was instrumental with Jeff Hallish and putting together the original, you know, unconvention, which is now turned into TechCon, where it's, you know, it's MSPs for MSPs. Uh, the podcasts that we do, that Paco and, and Rick do, uh, Mike Smith as well, you know, it's a community. And, you know, we, we help each other out. It's just like, you know, ASCII is probably a, a community where, you know, if somebody posted, hey, I need help, people are going to come running. Same as the MSP Unplugged, you know, platform. You know, even if we pick up the phone, hey, got a minute? Absolutely. So that's what the podcast did for me. Because before, before I heard about these podcasts, you know, I was struggling down here by myself and nobody was talking to each other down here. And I found a group of people that were willing to talk and share. So I have to thank everybody as well. Nice. So Matt, a bourbon, yep. bourbon tour this summer? Uh, small one, <laughs> small one. Not bourbon. I'm going to Jack Daniels Distillery mm. just for a quick tour. Lynchburg, Tennessee, right? Yep. Yeah. The whole town smells funny. Smells good, probably. No. I went, it was like 30 years ago when I went, maybe longer. It was, it was not good. Mm. (laughs) The tour was awesome. Well, Tom, as the representative of listeners, what do you get from the podcast? Cause you've, you've, you've been a supporter of the show, which I appreciate. You've been somebody in the community that has, you know, stepped up and volunteered to share knowledge and stuff. But what do you get? Uh, I get the community because I get, so I, I've said this repeatedly. I am not the smartest tech in the room 
unless I'm the only tech in the room. Um, so I need you guys. Uh, I need to. I needed to have a a place where I could build relationships uh, with others who'd be willing to share. Because, like you said, technicians don't always like to share. Um, but we're so far apart. You know, we're miles or states apart from each other, and we can't hurt each other. And so, all of a sudden, your guard gets let down. And then people really want to help other people. You take a guy like Jason Miller. And he's his catchphrase, hit me up, hit me up. He just he just is dying to share what he knows. And it's people like that that you don't find at a trade show, um, you know, or in a Reddit forum or something like that. I think this kind of venue kind of allows um, the good people that really want to help each other to be seen and to be heard. So it's been really good for me. In, in that regard, I, there, there's, I can pick up, I call Kyle, I, I call Jason uh, Percival in Pennsylvania, I call Jason Miller, I call you, I've called people that, you know, uh, and, and Giles, of course, it's great, really great. And Rainey, we know you've been trying to retire for years, but. <laughs> trying, trying. We keep dragging you back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying, I'd love to retire completely. That's my goal. Yeah. Uh, so. Let's see, Tom. You were not at the original unconvention. I missed Toronto. But and, I, everyone after that, though. And I, Matt, you weren't at that one either, were you? No, I, the first one I went to. What was the second? Where was that at? DC. I went to that one. Yeah. Yep. And then I went to was the next one in Chicago. Chicago. I think I went to that that one, and then there was one in Michigan, right? Yes. Yep. So well, that's, that's when it then then it changed. Uh, that's when it changed. That's the three I went to, I believe. Yeah, yep. It's always bad timing for me, and when they have those, but start of school, right? Well, my youngest one's graduated she's, high school. Going to say she's graduated now, right? Yeah. Oh, where's she going? It'd be a raging Cajun University of Louisiana at Lafayette. Nice. Oh, you know what? I forgot to check the score. So, Giles, so there was an opportunity for Oklahoma State, which is her favorite team, yeah. to play Florida State in softball. And Oklahoma State did not make it. So, Florida State is playing Oklahoma for the national championship, and their first game was tonight. Yeah, I'm sure she's glued. I'm sure she's glued to the TV watching that. One. I don't think she even. I don't think she even watches sports. I don't know why she claims it. Yes, she does. She goes to the football game. She's a she's a maniac. No, she's not. Yeah, she is. She goes to the Oklahoma State or Oklahoma football game. She's there all the time. I always see pictures of her out there. Oh, it's in a it's in a delay. Why is it in where a they delay? Playing? It is. I don't know where they're playing. Don't they always play in the same place? I know where the the uh, baseball plays, college baseball. Well, they, but that, yeah, I think that's a little different. The men always play in, in Omaha. Oh, Omaha, yeah. Omaha! Yeah. <laughs> he will be there next week. He's going to be where? Uh, Peyton Manning is keynote speaker at the Pats 8 Beyond. Is he really? Yeah. Wow. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Good thing it's not Eli. Peyton, Peyton's got some personality. Eli, I mean, being a being in Giants country here, Eli's um, doing, Eli, Eli was a great quarterback, but he's Eli's doing great. all his commercials now, man. He's t- picking up where Peyton's slacked off. Peyton's hysterical. I love watching him on Saturday Night Live. It just kills me. You're gonna have to, somebody's gonna yell out Omaha from yeah, the yeah, they, they will, of course. So apparently, yeah. So the game was delayed to 8:49 p.m., which I don't know if that's. Uh, what is it, Mountain Time or Central Time or whatever? So apparently there was a lightning delay. Oh, so they got to wait. They got to wait 15 minutes. Yep. There's no lightning. They can go back out. And I'm sure Giles is somewhere either ironing and washing dishes, half listening to the show. Probably in an airport. <laughs> no, she um, she won't be leaving until Saturday. She. No, but I, I just sent her something, and she goes, oh, thank God, it, it arrived before I go into the airport. I'm like, I don't even want to ask where she's going. But she will be in Denver. She gets in on Saturday. Nice. I get in on Sunday. 
Take her into a dispensary. I'm um, not taking her anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> wait, so wait, where is this PAX 8 at? It's in Denver. Gotta go to, uh, what's it called? Buck? Buck? Oh. Bucky's? No, not Bucky's. It's a restaurant. It's got a bunch of animal heads on the on the wall. I've been to Bucky's. Yeah, well, of course, Bucky's. <laughs> thanks I, to I, thanks to Giles. I'll be in. I'll visit. I'll make the Bucky's run in a few weeks. Hit three different Bucky's. So what'd you say, Buck Buckheads? Buck Buckhead. Oh, that's Atlanta. Buckhead. Yeah. Oh, you gonna make me Google it? Huh? No, I'm not gonna <laughs> make it. It's a it's it's a famous place. It's a landmark in Denver, um, and they serve the best. Rocky Mountain oysters there. Okay, I don't know if I have time, but oh. look, when we went, we went to Colorado. We were in Colorado Springs. We drove from Colorado Springs just to Denver just to go to that place to get some Rocky Mountain oysters. Now you know what Rocky Mountain oysters are, right? I I, I know the answer to this, but I don't. I'm but I don't. And flat out, no, I'm not a foodie. I've heard it. I've heard of it. I, it's um, it's. Male bold parts. Yeah. Okay. All right. With that, I'm going to get back to a question asking the chat. You know, I'm a bull, right? Matt, you know, my last name is bull, right? Right. But I'm pretty sure they're not yours. (laughs) Oh, my. Let me check. Yeah. No, they're they're not mine. (laughs) All right, guys. I'm going to ask you to. Buckhorn Exchange. Buckhorn Exchange. All right, I'm going to ask you guys to hang out here. I'm going to close up the official part of the show here, and then we can chat more about bull parts uh, later. (laughs) So, uh, Folks, uh, if you've watched, thank you for watching this long. Uh, If you are listening, thank you for downloading and subscribing to the show. And I want to thank you for being a very active listener and making it worth my while to keep doing this and to let me know that what we are doing is a good thing here. You're getting information, uh, you're getting camaraderie, whatever it is. Uh, I want to thank you and, uh, ask that you keep giving me feedback, uh, both good and bad. You know, that's the, the whole idea here. So, uh, I don't know if I'll make it another 500 episodes, but the goal is to start. So I will be, you know, starting with 501 here in just a few days as I start to do these interviews in Denver. And we will keep doing shows. We'll keep doing the live shows as long as people watch. And we'll keep bringing you content as best as we can. And I want to also say right now I should, you know, do a very special thank you to the sponsors of the show even though I don't officially get sponsors and talk about them all the time, they obviously help me pay the bills. All the things with, you know, the, the hosting and the editing and the, the gear to record and stuff. NetAlly, of course, uh, providing us with the networking tools that I hope you guys are taking advantage of, you know, being able to test, validate networks in the quickest time possible. Uh, they are coming out with the new CyberScope which as soon as it is available from the manufacturer, they have promised me one and we will do a show completely on that. Basically it's a network tool with some cybersecurity stuff built in. So we'll be talking about that as well. Uh, The sponsor that helps pay for this using StreamYard, it's a monthly cost as well. Uh, Computers done right. Our good friend, John uh, in the community is that uh, supporter. I appreciate that. He doesn't have to do it. I think he gets enough business, Um, but thank you for that. That takes care of everything. If you need computer support in the Southwest Florida region, or if you need somebody to help you with websites, social media marketing, he can do that from anywhere. Uh, John at uh, computersdoneright.com. And our newest sponsor, the person that also helped us put together the very first unconvention, Corey Fruitman from Instant House Call, remote support tool, for you know the small MSP, the solo tech, uh, if you need something to help, you know support your customers, and you're not you know yet set up with a big RMM or you know Kaseya or Connectwise, uh, Instant House Call has all the same features as those tools. You know unattended access. It's got some built-in diagnostic tools in there. It's a very quick and easy setup for your customers. Uh, you get a specialist sign in. You can white label it. Uh, you can customize and brand it 
all great. And if you head over to instanthehousecall.com, you can sign up for a 15-day trial without having to put in a credit card. So head over there and support our sponsors. Again, NetAlly, Computers Done Right, and Instant House Call. And I should, of course, always thank you, the listeners. Thank you, the patrons. Tom, you're a patron. I thank you very much for that. Uh, Scott is a patron. Scott, Kyle, Jason, I'm sure I'm missing some, Clark, and somebody who wants to be unnamed by giving me a generic name, so um, Israel, uh, all our patrons, thank you guys very much. That also helps to you know, pay for some of the stuff that we do here. You're always welcome to give donations. Head over to the website, itbusinesspodcast.com. Click on the Amazon link, and any time that you shop using that link and make a purchase, your price doesn't change, but a little, you know, 1%, 2% comes back and helps out the show. That is going to do it, folks. And uh, again, thank you very much for helping me get this to 500 episodes. We are going to close out here with a video of the Pax 8 Beyond conference that I will be at next week. Those of you that are live, uh, we're going to be right back. But uh, everybody else, we'll see you next week. Yes, there will be a show next week when I get back. And until next time, holla. We've always defined ourselves by our ability to provide solutions. To do more with less. Build something from nothing. To make the unknown. We've only just begun. And we must never forget that our greatest accomplishment cannot be behind us. Because our destiny lies beyond. 